Well, good morning. Welcome to our time of daily word and prayer. This is Wednesday, January 20th, a big day in America. I'd like to um, speak just a bit about what this day may hold and my reflections on it, and then we'll go to prayer. Did you sleep well last night? I must tell you a little bit about myself. I'm often up late at night writing my daily email. I've, I always try and write it earlier in the day. It doesn't seem like the thoughts come to me till late at night. So it's not uncommon for me to get to bed at sometime between 1 and 2 a.m., uh, which happened last night. Somehow I woke up this morning before 5 and just um, had a lot of thoughts going through my mind. And not fear. I know a lot of people are very afraid these days. I'll not worry. That wasn't what was on my mind, but what was on my mind was sadness. Sometimes the older you get in life, the, the more, uh, hopefully we have victories, but as life goes on, you also have losses. You face losses of friends, people who die. I know I, I checked my Facebook this morning and found two old friends that I've not... Um, seen in many, many years, are on actually on life support now with the COVID and uh, very, very dire uh, health situation. Um, you have losses of, you, you experience losses in, in of friends, losses of relatives, losses of loved ones, you losses of things that are important to you, maybe losses of money, losses of, of uh, worldly sense. And uh, sometimes in, in, things that matter to you personally in terms of ideas sometimes you experience losses and I and so I had a I just had a sadness as I uh, laid in bed early this morning thinking of today my picture was uh, as I think of Donald Trump my picture was he has been a fighter he's been a fighter for things I believe in I've not always approved of his methods but I believe the man is a fighter for what I think has been a good thing. And um, my image of him is as a, um, a great fighter, maybe a great athlete who, who played his last game and he lost his last game, walking off the field instead of triumphant, walking off defeated. And let's be honest, the last week or two of his presidency has not been his finest hour. Um, you know, I always picture, you know, I always want my great sports heroes to win their last game and announce their retirement and walk off triumphant. And uh, sometimes they don't, and that's how I picture our president leaving office today. And so there's a sadness. I am grateful for some of his victories, and I recount them today. He had, he was our greatest pro-life president. He had brought back millions of jobs to America, appointed hundreds of judges, including three Supreme Court judges, which I believe will have a lasting legacy in our nation. Didn't get us involved in any new wars. The first president in, uh, first in quite a few years to not involve us in any new wars. Brought peace accords to the Middle East and the Abraham Accords that were major significant. A, a huge symbolic victory was moving the American embassy to Jerusalem. I go on and on. Many people don't even know his, he wasn't given the credit he often deserved, and so you might not know some of his victories, but these were some of us, 
some of his victories. Most of all, I'd say for me, in terms of leadership, he made, us, made me and I think millions of us proud to be Americans again. Proud of our country, proud of our heritage, not trying to whitewash it and pretend that we've not had problems. Of course we do. Not pretending that we've been perfect through our whole history. Of course we haven't. But proud of our country in a time when, when so many of us see our country put down and the, just, just denigrated over and over and over and over again. Um, he made us proud. And so for this, we are thankful. We're thankful for this president who has served us, and I'm grateful. Not everyone feels this way. Half the country is celebrating. They've been looking forward to this day when President Trump would leave office. They, I, I don't know how many are excited that Biden is being president, but they're certainly excited to see Trump leaving. And, uh, and later today, Joe Biden will be inaugurated as our 46th president. Uh, it'll be a strange inauguration. He'll be a lonely man. He'll be surrounded primarily by military and maybe 2,000 supporters on a mall that will be have flags on it but be fairly empty other than that, where you're used to having tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people come to the inauguration. It'll be, to be honest, like his campaign, a lonely affair. A lonely affair. Um, he'll immediately sign some uh, executive orders to undo things that, that uh, President Trump has done, primarily related to immigration, but also related to um, uh, other social issues that are important to us, important to me, I'll say. I do want to stress that we live in America, and though I'm not excited to see Trump leave, of course, I'm sad. And I'm certainly concerned about the direction that Biden will take our country and want to, to bring about. I know he's called for unity as Americans. Everything that's been done does not seem along that line. All the cancel culture, all the calls for deprogramming us, cleansing Trump supporters, re-educating us, holding, you know, trying to expel senators or congressmen who did not approve and, and we're challenging the election results, uh, on and on and on. And the, the appointees that, he, that have come forth so far and the, the agenda that is being described to us doesn't seem to me like it's one that's going to bring unity, doesn't seem to be like one that, that I can get behind at all. But I will say, I'm not going to say he's not my president. I'm not going to try and spend the next three years hamstring him talking about a fraudulent election like they did to Trump. I don't believe I want to treat Joe Biden the way Donald Trump was treated the last four years. I hope you'll be like that. And I have a scripture that reminds us of this. And, and by the way, when I talk about treating that way, you know, that at a State of the Union, the people showing up, hashtag resistance, ripping up his State of the Union address, just showing a deep, deep respect for the president, and when we do that, I think we are showing a disrespect for our country. And I want to say that I do believe we still live in a great country. And I want to say the fight for our country is not over. There's a great deal of dismay and discouragement on our side. No doubt about it. Great deal of dismay and discouragement. 
but but uh, the country will continue. We've been through dark times in our country in the past. Um, I believe we could be heading into a dark time, but I don't think America's going to fall. I certainly hope not. I want to fight for what's good and right. I do want to respect our president and the office, but I also want to be loyal and faithful in arguing and contending for what I believe would be best for our country and best policies for the people. And so to respect him does not mean you don't, it does not mean you just fall in line and submit and agree. We challenge, we have spirit of debate, but might we have it with civility? Might we make our arguments strong and, and powerful and, and articulate, but might we rise above some of the meanness, mean-spiritedness that we've seen in all on, in, on both sides. And to be fair, I know a lot of people on our side are just licking their chops, uh, wanting to treat Joe Biden the way, uh, the way Donald Trump has been treated these last four years. I think of the verse in Romans chapter 12 that says, Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. You know, sometimes on campus, and I, I may have said this yesterday, sometimes on campus, you know, hecklers are, are mean, rude, say ugly things about me. And sometimes I say, you know, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to get me to not love you. I believe that as Christians, we are called not to return evil for evil, to pursue peace with people, as far as it depends on us to be at peace with others, as far as it depends on us to love those even who might despise us, consider us deplorable, um, however they would treat us, that Christians, we're called to love others, and we're called to believe that our spiritual weapons are of God, and our weapons are weapons of prayer and the truth of God's word. Truth is on our side. And the weapon of love and goodness and kindness and holiness. And we believe that as we do that, we will rise above and we will prevail. Now, there are certainly times when, when it looks like we're not. And indeed, it looks like now there's a, a time where, you know, much of this identity politics has, and politics, everybody's got to have a bad guy. And uh, I believe in this new administration, you know, guys like us, we're going to be the bad guys. We're, and it seems like with a lot of power, there's canceling, there's, there's uh, people wanting, you know, people work for Trump not to hold jobs. There's, there's a petition at Harvard University that those who worked in the Trump administration who had attended Harvard, their degrees should be taken back from them. It's crazy as far as I'm concerned. But you know what? We don't allow other people to dictate our behavior. We're followers of Jesus Christ. We are faithful to him. Ultimately, our goal is to be pleasing to our Lord. And so we fight the good fight. We stand for what's good, what's true. We raise our voice. We declare. We, 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 we pray. But we, we don't return evil for evil. We don't return evil for evil. As far as it depends on us, we will be at peace 
with all men. If they want to cancel us, let them cancel. If they want to hate, let them hate. But we don't overcome their hatred by hating them back. We overcome their hatred by walking in the ways of our God. We'll be tested in this. And we're going to be having fresh opportunities, I believe, to show the depth of our Christianity. I fear that some of the people on our side, some of the leaders who even claim to be Christian, are failing the test. And it is a tough test. And it's difficult to forgive some things that are being said or some people who are saying certain things. It's hurtful. It's painful. I shared in my email last night how I have a friend who, um, you know, very anti-Trump and uh, would argue and say, he's not my president. And I found that just hurtful, painful. I never told him. I never made a big issue of it because I, I don't like, if people disagree with me, I'm, this person's not a believer and I want to talk, you know, talk about Christ. But it's painful. And, and it's been hard to forget someone who would say that because this is our country and and uh, we, there's things bigger than a, a particular politician, and that is things that our founders gave us, and we have fought, and others have fought to protect, and that is we do have a government. We do have a president, Congress, Senate, Supreme Court. Whether we agree with them or not, we might strongly disagree with them, but we respect what's been given to us as the greatest government and the greatest nation in the history of the world, we seek to preserve it. And as we fight for what we believe to be true and right, we do so not wanting to destroy America in the process, but wanting to say that we have, we have here something worth preserving. And I tell you, it isn't over. It isn't over. Don't for a moment give in to despair and discouragement. This day may be a sad day for you, may be a great day. But if, you're, if it's a sad day for you, don't give up on our country. Don't give up on our movement. We pray, and God has heard our prayers. How many millions of people have been praying for our country more than ever during the last six months? Trust me, God is hearing us. God's got something up his sleeve. I don't know what it is. But God, God's way will prevail. And so don't give up. Don't stop praying. More than ever, be a Christian. More than ever, be a man or woman of God. More than ever, be a person of prayer. And, and let's, uh, let's know that, that the tide will turn one day. I believe that. I believe the tide will turn. We've had a great wake-up call. And with that, let's go to our prayer. And um, Father in heaven, we come to you today, Lord, and I know many of us do have heavy hearts. And I know I have, Lord, a sadness. And, um, and I'm grateful, Lord, I'm grateful for all that our president has done for us and how he's given voice to things that we are concerned about. And uh, I know, Lord, not everyone agrees with this, and some feel just the exact opposite, but I'm grateful, Lord. I pray today, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for President Trump and his wife, Melania, son, Barron. I pray, Lord, for uh, the rest of the Trump family their extended family. Lord, watch over them. Might they know the peace of God which comes through faith in Jesus Christ? Might these days of, of leaving in defeat and sadness and with great victories but with unfulfilled hopes, I pray these would be days that that whole family turns to you and finds you in a way they never have before. 
I pray they'd find Jesus in a way they never knew before. I pray, Father, that you would protect the Trump family from dismay, discouragement, pain. But that, but the, I know they're in pain, so I pray they'd learn through it. I pray you protect them physically, Lord, from people who want to harm them now that he's out of office. I pray, Lord, you'd protect them legally. I know it just people are out for blood. They, they want vengeance. They want payback. They want to hurt him. I pray, Lord, you'd protect him from uh, just meaningless, silly lawsuits or witch hunts of people who want to hurt him. We pray for this, Lord. We pray you'd watch over their family. I pray that you'd, they'd find comfort in one another, not turn against each other, uh, as, as could easily happen. We pray for them. Lord, we pray for our incoming president. We pray for Joe Biden, his wife, Jill. We pray, Lord, for Kamala Harris and her husband. We pray for the entire Biden administration. We pray, Father, that they would be honorable in office. I pray that his calls for unity and healing in our land would be, uh, would, would be more than words, would be actions. I pray, Lord, that he would indeed be president of all Americans. I pray, Father, that, that he would have, uh, I, I pray, Father, for the uh, this, this people with this new power and with the power they'll have in the Congress and the Senate. I pray, Lord, that they would do some soul searching as to why so many Americans did like Donald Trump. What was it that he said? I pray they'd have a, they'd be servant leaders and they would listen to the voice of people who felt they had not had a voice for a long time. <laughs> I pray, Father, for uh, Joe Biden and his whole administration. I pray, Father, there, your arm is not so short that it cannot save. I think of how you saved Saul as he rode on his way to Damascus to persecute the church and to find believers and punish them. And yet, Lord, you saved him. You knocked him off his high horse. You brought him low, and you saved him. Lord, I pray that in the Biden administration, there'd be many people who come to genuine faith in Jesus Christ. Not just religion, but genuine faith. I pray that there'd be a fear of God and a, a salvation, a born-again experience that they would be having. And somehow, Lord, you would reach the people in the Biden administration that they would turn to, to faith in Jesus Christ, humble themselves before you, and seek your will. Lord, I pray for those of us uh, on this call, and those of us believers, I pray, Father, again, this is a sad or hurtful day for many of us. Um, many are worried, concerned about the future, concerned about things we're hearing, concerned about the cancel culture we've seen, the, the power grabs, the power, the already what, what just seems like overpower, abuse of power. All the military in Washington, the things on social media, Lord, the, all these calls for deprogramming us or cleansing us. Lord, we pray today for peace in our land. We want to ask for the prayer, Lord, at 1 Timothy 2. You said we should pray for rulers that we might be able to lead a godly life in all dignity. And I pray, Father, for our land that we would have, as believers, we'd have freedom and we would use it well to advance the gospel, use it well to speak up for what's good, right, and true. I pray we would use these freedoms that, you, that are inalienable rights. They don't come from the government. And how we pray, Father, our government would not seek to take them away. 
but rather these are from God and that we would defend these rights of worship, of, of, of religion, of, of speech, of assembly. We pray, Father, that we would be, uh, that these rights would be ours to exercise fully. Father, we pray today, I pray today that you would encourage us. You'd give us hope. We do pray for our country, Lord, that, that we would stand, we'd repent, we'd seek you. We pray for spiritual awakening in our country. These are the things that matter most to us, Lord. This is really what matters most. There'd be a great awakening. We know, Father, that, that even with our country, if, there, if we don't fear God, if we're not God-honoring God people and a good and a moral people, Lord, our government wouldn't last long anyway. It would falter. It would, the Constitution, Lord, it's really only as good as the judges who interpret it and the legislators who, who live by it. Will they live by it? So, Father, we're asking for a revival in our land. We're asking for that we be a God-fearing nation. We're asking to be a good people. I thank you, Lord. I believe there are many, many, many God-fearing, Christ-loving people in our land. I think if I was Sodom and Gomorrah, you said if you found 10 people, you wouldn't destroy the city. If you found 10 righteous, Lord, I, I believe there's more than that in our country. And I pray you'd multiply that number. We pray for the gospel to go forth. We pray, Father, for, for a harvest of souls. We pray for revival in our land. We pray you to raise up workers for the harvest, evangelists who are mighty and effective in the gospel. We pray, Lord, you'd awake in a sleeping church or in a naive church. We pray, Lord, we'd be awakened to righteousness and holiness in our own lives. We pray for a fresh zeal in evangelism, a fresh zeal for holy living, a fresh love of God and a fresh love for others. Lord, I pray that we would be people who rise above. I pray we'd be people who are not overcome by evil, but we overcome evil with good. Lord, might that be our marching orders? And might we be people who literally, actually, in reality, we do overcome evil by being good, by doing good, by speaking good, by prevailing, by being better, better in our faith, better in our life, better in our love, better in our speech, better in every aspect of life. And we'd show that as Christians, we are on the path of life and would beckon and urge and exhort those on the path of destruction to come join us, to enter the kingdom, to leave the domain of darkness and come be children of God. We pray for this, Father. Strengthen us today. Give us hope. Encourage us. Lift our spirits. Uh, be close to those of us, Lord, who are brokenhearted today. Be close to us who feel down today. Lift our spirits. Help us to see that you still, Lord, it's not just rhetoric to say our God is on the throne. You are. You have plans. You know what you're doing. And we believe, Lord, that you've heard our prayers and are not turning a blind eye to us. So, Lord, we pray these things today. We do pray for peace in our country. I pray for a peaceful inauguration. Lord, I think of all these concerns about violence. I pray none of them would be realized anywhere in Washington or any place in our country. We pray, Lord, that you just bind any spirits of rebellion, hatred. Lord, on the right or the left, I know, I, I know Antifa's planning demonstrations or riots today. There may be people on the right doing the same. I pray, Lord, that, that there'd be peace in our land. Pray we could move forward. I pray, Lord, people could be safe. 
could lead productive lives. We pray again, Lord, for this coronavirus. Oh, Lord, that it would be defeated. I think of my old friends who are in, in ICU and, and on life support uh, this, this very minute, Lord. And I think that, uh, Lord, I just pray by name for Buddy and Tommy, Lord, that you bring healing to their bodies, healing to their lungs, and save their, save their souls. Sa- not their souls, they are saved. Save their lives. Comfort their loved ones, we pray. And give them, raise them up from their sickbed, we ask. And so, Lord, for so many who've suffered loss, so many who are ill, so many who are sick, so many who don't have jobs or work, Lord, Lord, I pray in our nation that we be turning to you. We need you, Lord. We need you. We, we, our trust is in you. We need you to bring healing. And we need you to bring forgiveness. We need you to bring love. We need you to bring revival. We need you to bring health. We need you to, to stomp out this virus. We need you in so many ways. And we call upon you today and put our hope in you. So, Lord, today... I pray that, again, nothing would rob us of our joy in the Lord. Help us today to remember our names written in the book of life. Help us to focus on the things that you've given us that the world did not give us and the world cannot take it away. Might that be our stand and our strength today. We bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining me. If you're new, welcome. I hope you come back. You know, to be this triumphant type people, to overcome evil with good, as I've been saying, I think we're going to face some new tests in this. And, and this idea that we're doing here of daily input of the Word of God and, uh, and, and daily praying the Scripture into our lives, I think it's very, very vital. So I hope you join us. I hope you make this a habit. Make this a, a consistent part. And I, and I promise you, I really believe that if you do join us day in, day out, day in, day out for the next weeks and months, your life will change. And God will help you be an overcomer and victorious. I believe that, that you'll catch something good and learn something good. And, and I, I would not think of this time as optional, is what I'm saying. I would think if you want to be victorious and overcoming and you're struggling with that or you know others who are struggling with it, I would view this prayer time as critical, and I'd be here every day. If you miss it at 8.30 in the morning, you can watch later on in the day, but I would encourage you to do so. Every day, day by day, let's take our steps with God. Let's be strong in the Lord. Let's get the encouragement we need for that day, all right, for that day. So if you're new, hit the subscribe button, the notify button, post on your social media, invite your friends uh, at church, your small group, family, tell others. I do welcome you. I know I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people here who I don't know. People telling me their brother, sister, sister-in-law are joining us. Welcome. I'm glad. I hope to meet you in person someday, and, uh, but I'm glad you're joining in with us. And I hope to see you again tomorrow and, and every day. We'll be back here, 8.30 a.m. So God bless you. Have a great day. Keep your chin up. Keep your heart open. Keep your faith strong. Keep your eyes on the Lord. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning.